0: The button's all holding books, the
1: and those of you joining us online today welcome to resonate church we are so excited that you're with us today we want to extend an extra special welcome to those of you who may be joining us online for the very first time on behalf of our lead pastors shane and rachel we want you to know it's an honor and a privilege to have you with us today
2: you know we say it like this all the time around here that doesn't matter what your background is or what your life story has been up until this point Maybe you've been going to church your whole life or maybe this is a brand new experience for you today. We want you to know that you are welcome here. And maybe there's someone in your world right now who could use some encouragement, some connection, some community in this time of crisis. Would you go ahead and maybe shoot them a text with this link or a a quick email or maybe even take a picture of yourself, post it to your social media. It's never been easier than right now to invite somebody to church.
1: And we want you to know that we have a prayer team right at the start of the service ready to pray for you today. On your screen is a QR code and all you need to do is open your phone and scan the camera towards that code. That code will immediately take you to a form online where you can submit your prayer request. We know for many of you this season can feel extremely overwhelming. These are some of the most challenging days we have faced. We want you to know that you do not need to do this alone. It would be an honor and a privilege to stand with you and pray with you throughout the season.
2: You know, we've got people meeting in online groups all throughout the week in different places around our city, really seven days a week, not just showing up to church, but being the church. And if you need connection and community in this season of crisis, then our Resonate groups exist for you. You can go to our website, weareresonate.ca, scroll through the list of groups. We don't believe anybody should be doing life alone right now. Well, we're so excited to launch a brand new collection of talks today called Love in Isolation. We hope that this is encouragement and hope to you and your family. Welcome to Resonate Church.
3: Well, hello, Resonate family. Welcome to Church Online. It's great to be together. I want to take a moment right off the start, look into the camera, and let you know, church family, how much Rachel and I love you. We are thankful for you, and we are praying for you. We really see it as the biggest honor of our lives to be able to be a part of your world in what is the most difficult generationally defining moment that any of us have lived through. And so I want to say we love you from the bottom of our hearts and we are praying for you. And even though church looks so different, doesn't? I mean, this looks different than what I'm used to, but make no mistake, we're having some church and our purpose remains the same. Our purpose to grow in relationship with Jesus, to experience his love to not just grow in knowing more about God, but to actually know God more. And we're joining together today to grow in Jesus. And maybe you're watching this and you're like, I don't even, I'm just joining today because someone told me this would be encouraging. Glad you're here. You belong in this family. You don't need to know what you believe. You don't need to have it all figured out. There's a place for you to belong in the Resonate family. And I hope that you take a minute and jump in the comments, make sure that you get noticed and start to feel like you're known and Fill out a connection card later today at the end of the service so that we can get in touch with you and just give you some next steps that might help you in this journey because attending an online service is a great thing, but we would like to be able to do more than that in your life. We'd like to be able to pray with you. We'd like to be able to know what you're going through and to see you connect to a small group where you can be known and you can be loved and you can feel like in the midst of a pandemic when I might otherwise feel alone, there's some people journeying this thing with me. And I want to say to you, Resonate, thank you for the way that you are giving and serving and leading in small groups and seeing people and loving them on your street and, of course, from an appropriate two-meter distance and for the way you're leading in your families. Now more than ever, we're not just going to church. We are being the church. And in a moment where our world needs us more than ever as followers of Jesus, we are showing up full of hope. And I'm believing today that this word is going to strengthen you and bring some encouragement to your soul. Well, this morning we're diving into a brand new collection of talks called Love in Isolation. And every year about this time, we do a a series on relationships. It's needed now more than ever, that our relationships are all thrown into new realities and new dynamics because of COVID-19. I was talking to a guy this week, he's dating, and he was telling me about his dates with his girlfriend on Zoom. He said, yeah, I took her for a Zoom picnic. And I'm like, what's a Zoom picnic? Like, did you send her the food? Did you door dash it to her? Like, how does this work? Does she have to make her own? Don't tell me she had to make her own food for your Zoom picnic. And I thought for Rachel and I, how we met and how we started dating, our first date was actually a race. I could tell in meeting her that she was ultra competitive and I'm ultra competitive. And so I said to her, I think I could beat you in a race. And and she said, I think I could beat you in a race. And I said, let's go race right now. And so we drove up to the SFU track, and we raced one another, and I thought, how would we do our first date in this online reality? And I thought to myself, you know what? I beat her so badly in that race that it really was a socially distanced date, and I love you, babe, with all my heart, and I won that race so good, and I don't know how to this day you think you won it, but I love you. And and so our, our, our dating relationships look different. Marriage looks different. Come on. When you used to think that you won a fight in your marriage, you would just, you'd have, you'd say, your big one-liner you'd walk out you'd slam the door behind you now you got to walk right back through that door because your office is in the living room and you've got to fight the deafening silence of being together in the same room all day but not talking to one another come on relationship dynamics are looking different than they've ever looked before friendship looks different parenting my goodness looks different than it's ever looked before we're all aware of the challenges. And so really, what's the point today? What's the big picture of what I believe God wants to speak into our hearts? There's two real ideas that I want to share with you today. And the first is along the lines of how do we walk through a pandemic with health in our relationships? You see, when everything looks different, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Sometimes it can feel frustrating. I don't even know how to react in this relationship anymore. So I want to talk about some biblical ideas for how we connect with one another in this new reality but but more than that i believe that there is an opportunity like we've never had before to lead the way in our world into a new reality of how much we need one another come on we're discovering more than ever how much we need one another and this is a moment and an opportunity for us to grow in relationships so the bible says this in ecclesiastes 3 and you might think this is just lyrics to a song this is in the bible it says this it says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's going to be a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to plant and uproot, a time to kill and heal. Sometimes in your world, it's going to feel like stuff gets torn down. Other times, it's going to feel like you're, you're building. There's times to weep, times to laugh, time to mourn, a time to dance. There's a time where it's gonna feel like you're scattering stones, a time it's gonna feel like you're gathering them. Watch, there's a time to embrace and even a time to refrain from embracing. That's the only social distancing verse in all the Bible. I found it for you right there. Here is the purpose of what Solomon is saying this tear down and build, this scatter and gather, I really believe what he's saying is sometimes the best way to build is not to build on what has always been. Sometimes the opportunity lies in rebuilding what's fallen apart. I think this is a moment, maybe just maybe the greatest moment of our lives to not just subtly change a few things about our relationships, but to redefine what relationships look like. Because sometimes the best thing in a relationship isn't just the smooth sailing and everything happening as it's always happened. Sometimes the best thing in a relationship is the opportunity found in the repair. Like in our marriage, I don't like difficult times. I don't like conflict and challenges. But I look back on our relationship and I see the times that we have grown the most together have often been on the other side of someone saying, hey, it was wrong of me to say this. Or I didn't show up for you in this way, the way I could have and should have. Sometimes the opportunity to build comes best after something feels like it's a bit torn apart. In our home, we've got three kids under the age of six. And so Lego's a big deal in our house. And at least once a day, usually several times a day, you hear the sound of Lego collapsing and hitting the floor. And you think, oh, no, because you know what's coming it's the sound of epic scream crying. It's a child lying limp on the ground, believing that the world has come to an end because the Lego has hit the floor. And as as a parent, what do you say? You say, that's okay. We can rebuild. But watch this. Even as adults, sometimes when it feels like something in your world is torn down, doesn't it just feel like I don't even want to try and rebuild this thing? And listen, COVID-19 is a weight that a lot of our relationships was not ready for. And maybe right now in your life what it feels like is the lego is on the ground and it feels like i don't want to have to pick this back up it's their fault they knocked it down i'm feeling irritable i'm feeling frustrated and maybe just maybe that this is an opportunity to rebuild the base of our relationships that we have a window of time where everything is uprooted and we can start again and we actually look back when all this is over and say i would never want to walk through that again but I'm thankful for what that did in my family. I'm thankful for what having to figure out a new normal looked like in my faith. I'm thankful for how figuring out a new reality in my relationships caused me to reach out and let people know I needed them more than ever before. Watch this, the Bible. The very beginning, one of the very first things God says about relationships is in Genesis chapter two. This is God speaking. And God says this, it's not good that man should be alone. One of the very first things God says about relationships is being alone is not a good thing for the human heart. Now this is amazing because sin doesn't come into the world until Genesis chapter 3. And so there's something not good in the world even before sin. And the not good thing is being alone. And so God is going to address it. God is going to put in relationship into the world. And up until this point, everything in creation was good. Genesis 1, God sees everything he's made and it says, God saw it all, and he said, indeed, it's, it's very good. But this one thing was not good, and it's this feeling of disconnect, this feeling of not having a relationship. And so what I want us to do in the next few minutes is to go to Scripture together and see three things that I believe God has given us so that we don't have to walk through that feeling of being alone. Three things God has given us so that we can do relationships more connected than ever, because I believe That not only do we need to get better at this so we can get through a pandemic, but I believe that there's a Genesis 2 reawakening that's going to happen in our world in the days and months ahead, the world is going to be more aware than ever before of how much we needed one another. There's never been a people, I don't think, ever in human history that understood how much Genesis 2 is true than our, listen, we get this better than our great-great-grandparents because right now, 2.6 billion people are sheltering in place, so we get how much we need one another. So on the other side of this, I think as Jesus followers, we've got to be the ones leading the way that say, hey, here's the way to, actually do relationship with one another. I think that to this point in our relationships, we've had the ability to just think that proximity meant connectedness. We've had physical proximity, but maybe not true connectedness and maybe what we're mourning in this season. And some of the challenge comes from what has always been in being around people has been taken away. But I want to see three things God's actually given us to do relationships better. And two of these three things we can do in the middle of a pandemic. Come on, somebody. So you ready to dive in and see what God's given us? See the ways of Jesus in doing relationship A lot of this is stuff that we can still do, and the one that we can't still do, I think is something that God is going to do in your heart anyways today. Come on, join with me. Here's the first thing God gives us for doing connectedness on another level. It says this in Mark chapter 10. Jesus comes across a man uh, that's called the rich young ruler. That's how we know him in, in scripture, and Jesus comes across this rich young man. Maybe he's a little bit entitled. Maybe he's the driving daddy's car and maybe he feels like the world owes him something maybe he hasn't yet figured out that he's not better than all the people around him I mean we don't really know all these things but I think you can get a picture when it says it's a rich young ruler that there's usually some things in in our hearts that uh, that when we feel like we've got we've got it all together that God would want to address or God would want to speak to and yet we see here that Jesus doesn't approach this man with a rebuke Jesus doesn't approach him with telling him all the stuff he's got to fix watch this it says this in verse 21, Jesus looked at him and loved him. And I want you to imagine this right now. I want you to close your eyes for a moment right where you are, take away the distractions. And I want you to just imagine Jesus looking at you. And I want you to imagine that that look carries with it love. Without even saying a word through his eyes, Jesus is communicating affection for you here's why this is so important God wired us with the ability to give away value to give away worth to give away affection to love on people not just by the words we say but by the way we see them and we say this all the time at resonate church that we see the whites of other people's eyes and I want to challenge you to this again that in your home right now, in shelter in place, to actually take a little bit longer in the gaze. I did this last night with our kids. I, I just did this game to say, hey, what color are my eyes? And they would look at my eyes to, and they'd say what they saw. And my four-year-old just kept saying, they're pink. You know, I mean, just what are the ways that you can take a moment, maybe even just in, it doesn't have to be awkward or weird, and it doesn't have to be in any way romantic, but to just look at that person in your world, to look at that person in your small group in the Zoom call and actually see them, to take longer to see their eyes and to communicate. You were made by God, and some of us think that only leaders that have everything together in their world figure out, which actually, by the way, they don't exist, but only people that are, are perfect people could communicate value and worth through their eyes. And I wanna look through the camera today and say, no, God put that on you. God gave you the ability to show honor to people by the way that you see them. Maybe you think to yourself, when I closed my eyes and when I thought about God seeing me, all I could see was my own shame. And I thought, if that's all that I've done wrong in my life, then how could God look at me in love? How many know, though, if you go through the scriptures, if you read through the gospels, what you see is, yes, at times Jesus is angry at people, but the people he's angry with are the religious leaders who are trying to keep people from the love of God. And when Jesus encounters somebody who's in need, the way he looks at them, someone who needs some stuff fixed, someone whose heart needs to be cleansed, someone who needs to grow, the way he looks at need is he sees need and he loves. And so if today you closed your eyes and you saw shame, come on, do it again. Do it again. If today you closed your eyes and you saw all the things that you've done wrong, come on, do it again and begin to see the love of God towards you. He knows the stuff that needs to change. He knows the stuff that's gonna need to get fixed, but it's not gonna get fixed unless you open your heart to allow him in. And you need to know that he loves you today in Jesus' name. So practically speaking, we can do this by looking at the people we love, by looking across on Zoom, and even, come on, you've got the ability to see a coworker, to see a neighbor from 20 feet away, and communicate through your eyes, I love you. I have affection for you that in my heart is the love of God given away to the people around me. Today, right where you're at, God has wired you with the ability to see and love people. Well, the second thing we see in this text is, is that Jesus actually reaches out and touches. In the Gospels, we see he touches people, not to just see them, he touches people. In fact, the majority of the time we see God bring healing, it's through touch. Jesus touches someone and they receive a healing. And I, I want to stop on this one and, and just say, this is the one that's difficult in a pandemic, right? This one's difficult. It's hard to touch. Not a lot of people were touching. That's good. We got some hand sanitizer here at headquarters. Listen, I, I, I get it. There's some distance, and that's important as we as we follow the leadership of our government and continue to try and, and see this thing eradicated. But here, here's 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 something we still need in our hearts. We still need touch. And so, how do we get touch when we're not allowed to touch one another? Well, here's the first thing. God is reaching towards you today. I was thinking about people like sheltering in place this week. And I was thinking in my office, I was thinking, how are they going to receive touch? And God spoke this to my heart. Every time God's touched my heart, it wasn't because he put a physical hand on my shoulder. It, was, it wasn't like a touch I felt. It was something that happened in my heart. And so again, I want you to, in this moment, just envision God touching you. I believe that the benefit of even just the picture of God reaching towards you and touching you can bring some of those same realities of the touch into your life. I think this is the one that perhaps is a culture we have twisted the most. I mean, the devil's wanted to twist touch into a purely sexual thing. But from the moment you were born, you needed touch. Your ability to thrive long before anything else gave you health, touch gave you health. And on into adulthood, I believe I, I, I believe that there's an importance to the Me Too movement. There's an importance to you don't we don't give away unwanted touch but in the right context with the right people in a healthy way. You were made for touch, not just in a romantic way, but in an arm around the shoulder, in a hug from one to another with your kids. Come on, embracing the trampoline that I talked about a couple weeks in our house. Now I wrestle my kids on the trampoline. Come on, grab your kids, embrace them, give away touch. In this reality, there was a study came out in February and it said that there was the top five things that we would experience in quarantine. This was a, a, a complex combination of 24 research studies said that the top five things that we would experience in quarantine was low mood, insomnia, stress, anxiety, and irritability. Come on, somebody. And we've all felt those things, right? I mean the irritability, my goodness. I have felt the irritability. This I'm the teacher in our house. I don't know how this responsibility felt to me because I feel like Rachel is smarter. Um, but this fell to me. And so I'm teaching the kids before I go to work from 7.30 to 8.30 in the morning. I'm language arts and math. And, and, and Rachel does the physical activity later in the day. Again, I don't know how that happened because Rachel's, Rachel's the, the smarter one. But uh, I think she's also smart enough to get me to do the teaching. And so there I am. I'm doing the teaching 7.30 to 8.30. It's 7.30 and my kids don't want to put down the toys. And I'm like, don't you understand that you're going to be late to school? Put Polly Pocket in your backpack, walk up the street and down the street, because I make my kids walk up the street and down the street and come to the house. And when they knock on the door, Teacher Johnston opens the door and Teacher Johnston rules with a little bit of a different attitude, come on, than daddy. And so they walk up the street, they come down. But before, I'm yelling at my kids at 7.30. It's quarantine irritability. I've had it, you've had it, we're all there. And I think one of the things we need is to just pause in this online church moment and say, God, I need to be seen by you and I need to be touched by you come on church, two two things that God has given us to deal with the, it's not good to be alone. Here's, Here's the good news in this. The first one you can still do. You've got FaceTime and you've got Zoom. And if you're old school, you've got Skype. There's still the ability to stay connected and see people. And you might not be able to do touch, but God is reaching towards you today. Here's the third one. The third thing I believe God's given us so that we can be connected is to be heard, is to listen this one, perhaps more than the other two, stands out to me in the Gospels. Because when we look at the life of Jesus, of the four counts of his life in the Bible, we see that Jesus asks 307 questions of people. He gets asked 187, and I, I just love it. Here, here is Jesus, the son of God, God taking on flesh, deity and humanity combined. Would you not think that there'd be a lot more questions going to Jesus than coming from Jesus? People having so much more questions about God. I love this. The model of Jesus for relationships is he's doing so much of the asking. Come on, let me call out the leader inside of you again today, the influencer, the follower of Jesus that's able to bring his love into the reality of your world. Part of that is just by being the one that sees people and asks a lot of the questions. 307 questions he asks, 187 he gets asked, but watch this. He directly answers only three. And what that says to me about the model of Jesus's way in relationships is that for every time I'm answering a question, I need to be asking a whole bunch of questions. I believe the Jesus model for relationships looks something like this, how are you doing? And then following that up with the question, how are you really doing? And following that up with the question of how's your heart? How are you doing financially in all this? How are your emotions? How's your relationships? Are you paying attention? What's going on in your heart? Jesus asks 102.3 questions for everyone one that he answers. And I believe that in this Genesis 2 reawakening that our world is stepping into as we're realizing we need one another more than ever, come on church, let's lead the way. Let's lead the way in seeing people and giving healthy, appropriate touch and just in listening and caring. I believe now is not the time for us to go asleep to our calling. Now is not the time for us to go asleep and numb out to our uh, reach to people, even in this time where it feels like we're distant from one another. We still have noticed this. Did you notice as we went through it that two of the three, you can still see people. You can still listen to people. And I want to give you an invitation right now. We've said it every week to go and browse our online groups directory. In fact, the team has been working to make our directory better than ever. Even to add new groups on a regular basis so that we're making space where you can belong. Listen, it feels weird, I get it. I get it, it feels weird. To get online and join into a Zoom room with a whole bunch of people you've never met before. It feels sort of weird to begin a relationship by looking into one another's living rooms. Like I get it, you know, normally you don't, normally there's a lobby, normally there's ways for you to say hi to someone without them seeing, you know, your sock drawer. But this is the time to actually take a risk. Why? Because we can avoid the low mood irritability. We can actually press beyond that and experience, even in the midst of a pandemic, doing life together. And right now, when it feels feels like the Lego is on the ground and it feels like the frustration of, I wish things would go back to the way they were. I believe God is saying to us today as a church that we thought we had relationships down, but there is a measure of the uprootedness that is gonna be a good thing so that we can rebuild a base that's stronger, that sees one another, that recognizes more than we've ever recognized before the ability that we have to be the answer to the one thing God said before sin that was not good for you. And that was to be alone. Well, maybe you're watching this right now and the relationship that you need to repair in is your relationship with God. Maybe you're watching this and and you'd even have to, if you're being honest, admit that there have been times in the midst of this that, that, that you've just, you've woken up to the reality that your relationship with God is not what it should be. I've got good news for you today. The God of the universe, the God that made you, God who sees you, the God who will touch you, the God who is asking you questions of your heart today. That God is is right now in this moment reaching towards your heart. And the repair and the relationship, He's already made the provision for the repair and the relationship through what Jesus did for you on the cross, Calvary. Our faith is rooted (laughs) not just in a a good news story, our faith is rooted in a love story. It culminated with a cross and an empty tomb and the reality that God loved you so much that he sent his only son to die to take away the punishment of your sins so that your heart could truly receive the love of God. When he looks at you, he loves you. So I'm gonna invite you right now in your home to take a moment and pray with me. And for those that this is your moment to discover a faith relationship with Jesus, if you'd say, Shane, I've tried to fix my own life and I've come up short, and I've come up empty. If that's where you're at today and you're saying today, I need a repair in my relationship with Jesus. Would you pray this simple prayer of faith with me? Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life, my full surrender. and I'm gonna choose today to follow you. Thank you for seeing me, loving me. I respond with faith. I choose to go your way, not my way. Help me follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now with your head still bowed, I'm going to pray for you, church. I'm going to pray for your relationships. I'm going to pray for what you're going through in your heart today. Maybe God's awakened you to something that you haven't even really paid attention to, but there's the reality of things being uprooted. You haven't paid attention maybe to the fact that it has felt like things have fallen apart. There's a lot in your world that feels like it's uprooted. Today, God wants to meet with you and begin to give you some awareness of how he can touch your heart. And so, Father, I pray for our church family, everyone watching online right now in this moment. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the ability to pay attention to where we've needed something and now to move beyond that into receiving from you and turning to give away what we've received. God, I pray, Lord, that you would fill our hearts with your love. Touch us now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, this is the part of our service where we go into a worship set. I'm so excited to worship together with you in your homes. Would you join us this week as Andrew once again leads us in worship?
0: Come on, raise a Let's worship him. Sing a ride arise my soul remember this he took my sin We sing that. Oh you go I can't go back to the beginning, can't control what tomorrow will bring, but I know here in the middle is the place where you promised to be. I'm not enough, and as you come, will you meet me here again? Cause all I want is all you. you are, will you not backing down from any giant cause I know how this story is yeah. it's like
1: It's been so good to be together today. We hope you and your family leave this online experience feeling loved and encouraged.
2: Well, this is a part of our service where we give you the opportunity to give financially, to further what God is doing through us as a church. And really, now more than ever, it's never been more important for us to show up to the needs of our city. And I just want to celebrate with you, Resonate, that this last week we were able to show up for a family who lost everything in a house fire. And because of your generosity, just one day after the fire, we were able to connect with them and start meeting their most urgent needs. We also took a whole carload full of food to the New View Society this past week, which is an amazing organization in our city that's supporting low-income individuals and families. Church, we are in this together. You are making a difference. If you call Resonate Church home, I just wanna encourage you right now, would you ask God and say, God, what would you have me give today? Let's pray. God, thank you so much that in these moments where our life is just flipped upside down, that your love doesn't change, that your grace doesn't change. Thank you that in this moment, we can be the hands and feet of Jesus in our city, showing up to love people and serve people. God, I pray that you take what was given today and multiply that to make a difference all around our city. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. We also want to remind you that our RR Kids team has some incredible content for your kids online. This includes worship, a lesson plan, and some fun activities. You can find all these resources at weareresonate.ca. Thanks so much for joining today, guys. We love you, church. We'll see you next week.